All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, Lee. Hey there, Tara. And this is a mess. All hell breaking loose, evidence-wise, in the Murdaugh trial last couple of days. Snoop blood spatter expert Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. I've been waiting for this. Um, The defense made, I'm I'm sorry, the prosecution here made the most catastrophic mistake. I mean, as somebody who's covered criminal courts for years, it's jaw-dropping how bad a mistake the state made. Um, it's just absolutely standard in criminal cases. You, if you have evidence, DNA evidence, any kind of evidence, before you have it tested, you have to make sure there is enough of it for the defense to also independently have it tested. You cannot destroy it. Oh, well, we had it tested, and uh, yeah, it's not enough enough for you, too bad. They're going to absolutely wreck you in court. Um, Again, one case I covered in... North Carolina, this happened. The guy killed her in his truck. Um, and they had the DNA tested. It's pretty much open and shut case. Problem is, the the, uh, the prosecution state of North Carolina uh, had the little part with her blood in his truck tested and uh, used so much of it. Uh, there wasn't much left for the for the defense to test, and then they had what was left thrown out. They, they signed the order to throw it out. So the defense couldn't test it. Again, it was an open and shot murder case. It was thrown out. He got away with it. And it was a big scandal. People were fired. Uh, the prosecution ended up resigning over it because it uh, tainted other cases. I mean, it is a legal catastrophe to do that. And to do that in a case this big, I still, my, I, my, my, my mind is blown over it. Um, but that's what happened with Murdoch's shirt. So they've got a big opening to come in with this, and they finally drove a Mack truck through it with their blood spatter expert. Um, and so this guy, all of a sudden, is he's for the defense, and he's saying, hey, listen, you know, looks to me like there's two shooters. And, oh, by the way, if you look at Paul, who, I mean, you know, Paul had his head blown off uh, and, and turned to mush, essentially. And he, the blood spatter experts saying, hey, look, that would cause bone fragments to go flying. That would cause pellet fragments to go flying um, at the range that shooter would have shot. Because there's two separate guns, right? So that opens the door for a two-shooter theory to be used. I'm not saying it happened. Nobody knows. But it opens the door for the the defense. Um, and he's saying, look, th- this, this shooter shot Paul at such point-blank range that basically they would have the injuries from it. Um, from the bone in the pellets, you know, their skin, there would be visibly, in, there would be visible injuries on that person. And the person would probably be temporarily incapacitated by the blowback from it. And the blood spatter expert pointing out, hey, look, look, look at the door. Look at the surrounding area. Look what it looks like. Look at the dents. Where are the injuries on uh, Alec Murdoch? And that's exactly what the defense needs to do here. We don't have the shirt. State destroyed it.
strongest piece of evidence. So they're they are literally trying a circumstantial case. I'd love to see Alan Wilson's office explain this somehow. I mean, I just I want an explanation from them. I want an explanation from Sled. This is um, a Forrest Gump level screw up. Well, he's there every day, or at least every every opportunity I see him sitting there behind the the prosecution yeah. desk there. Yeah, and and I'll ask him about it at some point in the future yeah. um, when I get him on this show. He's not going to do it during the case. I mean, he yeah. he's yeah. not going to, you know, it's like pissing in the water the jury pulls drinking from at this point you right. would not want any of them to see it i know they're not supposed to look at the media but you know they do how can you avoid this case um even if you try so this there's two guns now right so that lends itself to the two shooter theory and you got this guy his name is timothy palmback he's a blood spatter expert and again he's testifying for the defense that's who pays him so he's going to take their side but still Take a listen. And finally, you see the pellets. The pe you know, some of the pellets are on that same pathway, and they had enough inertia to either and or dent the door and, and you know, uh, put themselves up and stick into the casing. All of that activity was in direct alignment with the shooter. And so I think minimally, minimally, that shooter uh, is getting covered with this material, getting more or less the shock wave of that effect, and more than likely getting hit with at least something uh, that could have done injury, a bone fragment and or a pellet fragment. Therefore, I think that particular shooter for a brief period of time is, is kind of out of this. It's not as if they can instantaneously suffer that, drop the shotgun, run to wherever the AR, uh, uh, the blackout rifle is, pick that up and then, and then in, in any kind of a, a reasonable time period, engage in uh, a meaningful assault. So this is the defense hoping that's enough reasonable doubt. And we'll see what the jury does. Now they want to go back to the Moselle property. Yeah. And they want to see it. I don't blame them. I, I, I don't blame them. And, and what I would be looking for if I was a juror going out there today, I want to see that door. I yeah. want to see how deep, um, are the little pings in the door from the bullet fragments, um, you know, bone fragments. And then I want to imagine, you know, what would that have done to Alec Murdoch's skin if now, he was the shooter? Is it the defense that is wanting to go back out to the to the crime scene? Well, now when you open this back, no, the jury does. When you open oh, okay. this back up, um, this is where you go. Now you're going to have, you know, and, and, and putting Mur and Murdoch going on the stand against the advice of his attorneys did this. Oh, yeah. And this this reopened a whole new avenue here. But yeah, no, there's the jury that wants to see it, and I don't blame them. I you know, I'm hearing now about the door. Show me this door. I want to see, I want to see a little dents in it. I want to see what we're talking about. We've done a little scratch here that could have come from something else. Are we talking about something that very clearly and obviously is from blood spatter um or the pellets. So, um, you know, look, as as a person outside of this Lee, Alec Murdoch is a smart guy. And he would have been smart enough to use two guns to make it, to confuse this. Um, just like, I mean, if you watch the Netflix documentary on this and then go back and read about the the death of Mallory Beach, I mean, and you see the level of deception with Alex Murdoch, or Alec Murdoch, excuse me, it is, it is shocking how, you know, his son killed this girl on that boating accident, and he's literally at the hospital. She's, the girl's missing, He's at the hospital trying to frame, so is his father, uh, who's also an attorney, uh, the grandfather, Paul's grandfather, trying to frame Paul's lifelong best friend, Connor, for the death. 
He's Alec Murdoch is such a creep. He's he was the 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 um Paul's girlfriend is in surgery for her hand. I mean, her hand is absolutely torn to pieces. She's in surgery. She's still conscious though, and he's trying to push his way into the surgery room to talk to her, to tell her he kind you know, he comes in during the surgery and he's telling her, don't talk, don't talk to anybody. It's not how are you or any of this because he is actively trying to, f- to frame Paul's best friend as the driver of the boat. And he's telling the police, you can't interview her. I'm representing her. I'm her attorney. She had never agreed to any of that. And she finally wised up and pushed back on the Murdaugh's you know, her, her boyfriend's parents and, and had the medical staff throw him out of the room. And then he goes to see Connor's father, the best friend, and he's, you know, hey, we'll take care of you. We'll take care of your legal bills. Trying to get him to lie to police to cover up that Paul was the one who was the driver of the boat. The family then goes and takes the boat, which is an active murder scene. It's an active crime scene because Paul's run it into the bridge, killed the girl. They haven't even found her body. The parents aren't allowed on the scene of the poor girl. They just want to see where the accident happened. They won't let him in. And they're literally standing there and they watch the Murdaugh's drive by in their truck and go down to the scene. And the Murdaugh brother, this is the, the, the power this family had. The Murdaugh brother is allowed to get is to allow to come get the boat, it's an active scene, and drive off with it. In the middle of an investigation. There's blood all over it from the crash um, of the boat. And clean the boat off. I mean, that's just raw power. Hey, can I get into the murder scene here? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and clean that up before the police are done. And the parents of the girl aren't even allowed down there. I mean, this this is ha- who they were. They're trying to... in you know, in, intimidate the parents of Connor into, you know, uh, hey, we're going to frame him, basically. You got no power here. Good luck. You're just a redneck. I mean, this is the Murdoch family. These people are unbelievable. So is Alec Murdoch capable of thinking this out, the two-gun shooter theory causing confusion and pulling that off? Absolutely. He's totally capable of it. So going to be interesting to see to see this. I mean, and again, his brother's testifying yesterday. I don't even think this jury knows his brother's the one who cleaned up the scene um, after the, you know, the the boat crash when Paul was drunk. This whole family is, I mean, I could, no words for him. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre dodging questions about her previous assertions that those who believe the lab leak theory are conspiracy theorists. Watch. There was not so long ago a point where anyone asking the question of whether a lab leak was a credible theory that should be looked into, you know, a lot of those people were derided as, as fringe, you know, conspiracy theorists. So are there lessons learned, you know, looking back about how we discuss um, theories when we don't have all of the answers. The president's commitment to getting to the bottom of this, right? That is what's the most important so that we can, you know, we can share this with Congress, we can share this with the American people. And right now there is no consensus. And a new CNN report is once again downplaying the lab leak theory as a minority view within the U.S. intelligence community. Okay. Here's what you got to believe, okay? You get Kareem Jean-Pierre, spokes hack for the Biden administration, called those who believe the lab leak theory to be conspiracy theorists. He said they, they were conspiracy theorists. You have to believe uh, that that was, you know, legitimate at the time. But you also have to believe the lecture they gave us yesterday. John Kirby, Kareem Jean-Pierre. Well, you know, we don't know as a government. We just don't know. And you're going to have to give us time to get to the bottom of it. Well, if you're not sure and you don't know, then how are those saying this conspiracy theorists? How are they not just people with objective evidence who are having a debate? If you don't know, then you don't know that it's a conspiracy, do you? So you shouldn't have had every all of us censored by the FBI, which we know happened because of Twitter files. Read every document in the Twitter files, every last one. Isn't a word or a paragraph I've missed. And the shocking part of it is that the Biden administration dispatched the FBI, among other things, to censor people who said masks don't work. In other words, people who got it right. To censor people who said the vaccines don't work. In other words, people who got it right. People who said 
hey, this came out of the lab. Now, who were those people among them? Mike Pompeo, Trump's secretary of state and former head of the CIA. The director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, he saw all the intel. He's the highest ranking intel official bar none in the whole country, higher than the directors of the FBI and the CIA. What did he say? Came out of lab. And that he would love to declassify the evidence. Okay, let's get this straight. The director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, under Trump, who saw all the intel and is very much pushed for it to be public so that you too can see that it came out of the lab, said that. Wait, he's seen the intel? Uh Uh-huh. What are they telling you today? Well, we just don't know. That's weird. That's weird. Because the former director of the CIA and the State Department head under Trump says he's seen it, and it did come out of that lab. What gave him that idea? Well, the State Department has a very famous investigator. done a ton of investigation, nonpartisan, worked there for 20 years, way before Trump. Democrat, Republican administrations. And he and his team did the investigation and concluded, and the New York Post published, that it came out of the Wuhan lab. He finished the investigation, wrote a report. Joe Biden came in and shut the investigation down as if it was ongoing. Said we just couldn't know. And launched his own investigation, which has not been finished. So what is this? This is a cover-up for China. That's what this is. So how could it be? And anyone who says this came out of the lab is a conspiracy theorist. But also, as they told us yesterday when they were lying, that the federal government just doesn't know. Well, then you don't know they're conspiracy theorists, do you? Look, the level of pretend here is disgusting. It's the sickest part of our society, the pretend. It's the thing I can't live with. Let me tell you how twisted this country is psychologically. Forget right versus left, Joe Biden versus reality, whatever. We're having this entire discussion this week. Has anyone called Dr. Andrew Huff to come on to television? Hey, why don't you join us for a segment on the Wuhan lab and what happened there since you were the guy who moved the money for Echo Health Alliance. You were the guy who moved the money for the Pentagon. You were the guy who ever saw the research there. Maybe you would know. What do you have to say, sir? Well, hi, I'm Dr. Scott Huff, and I've published a book published by Simon & Schuster detailing how we did make COVID in that lab for the federal government. Yeah, we did. And I have all the documents to prove it. I've even published them on Twitter. They were in my book. They made it past the Simon & Schuster fact checkers. What would you like to know about how COVID got out of the lab after we created it for the federal government? That's how that interview would go. They are still hosing you. With misinformation, the media and the Biden administration. Now, notice something weird, something very strange and very weird. Nobody's talking to Andrew Huff, are they? I mean, he's the guy who, no, he moved the government money for Echo Health Alliance. Go look at his Twitter feed. All the documents are right there. And everybody's pretending, including Fox News. They, they do pretend to sometimes. I don't know why they do. Everyone's pretending like, wow, another piece of evidence. The the, the, the Department of Energy thinks it might have come out of that lab. Wow, they've got new intel. But it might not. 
And they say, you know, it's a low degree of confidence. Let's see, what could we do to figure out what happened at the lab? Gosh, we'll never know. Oh, I know. We could ask the guy who oversaw the research and has the documents. Oh, God, where would we get the documents? His Twitter feed, where he put them after he mailed them to every member of Congress. When he turned whistleblower? No, Martha, let's not book that guy. That guy, he wouldn't know a thing. Okay, that guy was the number two at Echo Health Alliance. Who's the number one? Peter Dasik. What's Dasik had to say about him going whistleblower, saying all this? Dasik denied any of it? Nope. Has Peter Dasik done any interviews where he could be asked about this? Oh, heck no. Why? Because it's true. So, if you're a news media reporter today for any of the major networks, including Fox News, you have to pretend not to know Simon & Schuster published the book, not to know every member of Congress got these documents, not to know they're on his Twitter feed right now. Oh, and you have to pretend not to know that the Pentagon funded it all. Or, as Dr. Huff has explained to us, that the CIA was involved too. They funded the private company that went in and did the work. The same private company Hunter Biden also funded. You got to pretend not to know any of it. I don't, you know, I, I just not smart enough to be one of these reporters because I couldn't keep all those lies that I had to pretend not to know straight. But this is how we live as Americans. I mean, honest to God, at this point, we might as well have a Politburo. We do. We might as well just have a Politburo and a disinformation committee and some spokes hack at the Department of Homeland Security to silence us all. Because quite frankly, what is even the point? How, you know what does it matter? How do they get the people in the Fox News newsroom to pretend not to know these things? How do they do that? Does somebody call, hey, here's your pretend not to know list today. Good luck keeping it straight. Do do these same people call CNN? Oh, this country. So this is the guy, Dr. Andrew Huff, that all the media are pretending not to know about. Pretend fascinates me when the media does it in unison because I just want to know, how do you get so many people to pretend not to know things in an environment where knowing things gets you hits, clicks, and likes? I mean, right now, the whole Wuhan, you know, coronavirus thing is front and center, right? It's a big story. Well, if you want to be the people who get the big story, who have the news no one else has, all you got to do is call this guy, Dr. Andrew Huff. You just got to call him. That's it. He knows. He'll go right on the TV and tell you. He's been trying to tell them, yeah, we made COVID. We made COVID, specifically COVID-19 and many other more deadly COVID viruses in the Wuhan lab. And when we did it, we gave the Chinese gain-of-function technology. We taught them how what, what gain of function is we, t- we take the disease that is not dangerous to humans, we force it to jump from bats or whatever they forced it to jump from, and we weaponize it to make it more catchy. They call that viral. 
It's what we did. He'll answer any of the questions you want. He's FBI, by the way, which I think is weird. He has FBI security clearances and is a trained criminal epidemiological investigator. He's a bioweapons expert. Weird. Why would Echo Health Alliance hire a bioweapons expert with FBI clearances to give the Chinese our gain-of-function technology to partner with us to weaponize a disease that got out and we're told killed 6 million. It's probably only a little more than a million because of the fake recording of the deaths that was, was done both here and in other countries. Death certificates were filled out for COVID like no other disease to make it look more deadly, but it still killed over a million people. 90% of the deaths were largely fake, but it still killed over a million people. I mean, that is a big kill. And Dr. Huff has so many interesting things to say. Like, I moved over $40 million that we know of for the Pentagon and Fauci through the Wuhan lab. He oversaw all the research there. He worked in partnership with Metabiota. You'd think people would want to interview this guy. We know for a fact Metabiota worked there. We also know for a fact that John Kerry, his stepson, and Hunter Biden funded Metabiota. Which is weird, because you know who else did? The CIA. Says who? Says that guy, Dr. Andrew Huff, who worked with him at the Wuhan lab. Nobody wants to talk to Dr. Huff. Here, I'll let you hear from him, since they're not interested in producing him. Okay, and we are having a disaster of a day as far as audio goes. Okay. Um, I will just pull it back. And we'll see if we can't get it to work. Okay, yeah, here he is. Let's see if this will work. Uh, here we go. This is one of the craziest things. Um, so we actually pitched the humanized mouse gain-of-function work to make medical countermeasure technology to an organization called Incutel. Well, many of you might not have heard of Incutel, but that's the venture capital firm of the CIA. One of our partners, Metabiota, actually received funding from Incutel. You can actually go look at the uh, investor quarterly report for Incutel, and this is all documented actually in, in their uh, financial documents. So it, you, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Again, this guy isn't some whack job conspiracy theorist with a plug. He's the guy who handled the funding for the Pentagon. You work with who, sir? Metabiota. That's weird. Metabiota was the first company that Rosemont Seneca and Rosemont Capital, Hunter and Chris Hines' son, uh, Hunter and Chris Hines' businesses, gave funding to. The only private company allowed to do research at the Wuhan lab. Hmm. So let me get this straight. The guy, Dr. Andrew Huff, whose book was published by Simon & Schuster, whose claims made it past their fact-checkers because he's got great documents. You should see them on his Twitter feed, you know, the place everyone's pretending uh, that these documents are not. As everybody wanders around, including Fox News, pretending, pretending they know none of this. Well, it might have come out of the lab. We, we never can know. The Department of Energy says they have some intel, but they guys got a low confidence in this. They're, like, folks, watch Fox. It's bizarre. They're pretending they don't know about Dr. Andrew Huff. Jesse Waters had him on. So did Tucker. 
Who calls these people? How does this work? God, if I had five minutes with Tucker Carlson, I'd ask him. Do, do, they, do, do the censors come through the newsroom and tell you to rewind and do pretend? Do the censors say, hey, don't call Dr. Huff? Oh, and don't go in your archives and replay what he said. What did he say? Hey, I'm the guy who ran the funding and the research through the Wuhan lab. Yeah, we made COVID. Sorry about that. It got out. Most unfortunate. Oh, and by the way, I'm FBI, and I was working with CIA goons when we did it. Oh, and Hunter Biden. It drives me nuts, y'all. I just want to know, how do they all know what lie to tell? God, if I could just know that. Other people want to know secrets of the universe, right? Are UFOs really real? Are there space aliens piloting them? Not me. I just want to know, how do they all know what lie to tell? Because on other things, and it's a lie of omission, but on other things, Fox will come out and, you know, tell very embarrassing things for the Biden administration. Who are they protecting? I mean, is it sources? You'll lose sources? I, I mean, I don't know. They, they, I don't know. I don't know. But this country is sick. This country is very sick. Because the only people who are getting covered for right here, Hunter Biden, the equally guilty but has escaped the American people's attention, Chris Hines, who is just as much of a fiend as Hunter. Metabiota, the CIA, the Pentagon, the FBI likely, since Dr. Huff is one of them. Peter Dasick, Echo Health Alliance, Anthony Fauci, who should be in prison. And generally the federal government and the Biden family. You know what's weird? The reason Russia, one of the big reasons Russia invaded Ukraine is because of Metabiota, Black and & Vetch, and other companies also funded by Hunter Biden who were doing the same kind of bioweapons research up on the Russian border in ethnically Russian areas. That's when the, when the Russians finally went, we, we can't have this be a NATO country. They'll be able to spread, spew their deadly viruses right over our border. We're going to have to invade to get a buffer zone. And then you have the Ukraine war. And everybody just pretends none of this is going on. It's nuts. Those of you who have been with me for a long time probably remember right after the gay marriage ruling, freaking out over Kennedy's edition of a new right to self-identity. He didn't have anything to do with gay marriage. He just invented it and tacked it onto the ruling. And Dr. I mean, uh, Professor Jonathan Turley were, you know, warned us at the time, the new right to self-identity, where you're forced to affirm other people's identity. Hey, I was born a male. I'm fully intact, but I believe I'm, in, I'm a woman. And you must speak it. You must say that I am a woman or else. Turley warned that the right to self-identity would bump up against the First Amendment and there would be a competition to see who won. But the whole purpose of this, nothing to do with transgender people, they're just being used right now, was to get two speech codes using the right to self-identity. In other words, you must speak what is measurably untrue or else. We are now seeing those speech codes that Jonathan Turley warned about they're cropping up all over the place. Last week it was Idaho. This week it's Kansas. It's all the same thing, though. Speech codes. 
Freedom of Information Act request submitted by Parents Defending Education got a hold of the actual speech code. This time for Kansas, it's the same one for Idaho. I can't even believe they're doing this in Idaho, which is a red state, but they are. Here's what it says. You must affirm the child's new gender or whatever, purple unicorn identity, use the pronouns, or it could lead to death. Could lead to death, quote, unquote. That's what it says in the policy, okay? So you must speak and affirm a gender identity that's clearly untrue. But this is the really twisted part. You must lie to the parents of the child. When you speak to the parents of the child, you must revert back to the birth name, back to the pronouns they use. And you are not allowed to tell them about the transition. So you must lie and you must lie. You must lie by calling the child a wrong and incorrect, grammatically incorrect pronoun and pretend they are a gender that they are not. And then you must lie to the parents. What gender transition? No, I know nothing of this. Really? And you must lie to the points. The same thing in Idaho. This is coming from the left. You must lie to the point you revert back to the correct gender pronouns. But in school, you must practice the opposite. To not quote from the policy. To not use the preferred pronouns and or names can equate to discrimination. And then the training, I'm reading from it. The training says to allow a parent's wishes to not use the student's preferred pronouns and or names is to allow yourself to be deputized to discriminate. This is not acceptable. Are the guardians of this student aware and supportive of their child's gender transition? The district's gender support plan for students asked. Who will be the student's go-to adult at school? Oh, and you're not allowed to tell the parents who the go-to adult is or about their relationship or about the school guiding the transition. Look, folks, we can either fight this or it's going to be here so fast your head is going to spin. It's probably already here. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.